Hey there, listeners. Brainwaves here, zigzagging in the craters of your curiosity like a NASA rover on a dusty Martian landscape. Our topic of the day, one that is sure to make your sci-fi heart speed up. Diverse organic matter found on Mars by our hello robot buddy, Perseverance. Apparently Mars isn't just the sun's version of the red-headed stepchild and has a lot more to offer the space science world than we realized. Now listen, before anyone calls dibs on being the first Martian real estate flipping expert, a little bit of a reality check. Organic in the scientific world is not synonymous with life. It simply implies the presence of carbon-based molecules. It's like saying, hey, there's water, but it's in ice form, and you were hoping for a warm beach vacation. Researchers are still scratching their educated noggin trying to determine if these materials are remnants of Martian life, the aftermath of chemical interactions, or really, really old space dust from celestial sources. Alien believers, I see you in that corner, don't get too excited yet. Nonetheless, these findings are as fascinating as finding out ketchup actually comes from tomatoes. It suggests that Mars had a more active past and opens up fresh avenues for our relentless search for alien life. Possibly more exciting than when we felt the first stirrings of existential dread while watching E.T. as a kid. According to the study, Divining more about Martian organic matter could enlighten us about the availability of carbon sources there, which has pretty sizable implications for the search for potential signs of life. In a nutshell, the Martian plot thickens, and our curious rover is on the case, dusting off the Martian secrets, one rock at a time. We might even say that Perseverance is doing a fine job scanning habitable environments with ramen and luminescence for organics and chemicals also known as Sherlock, because NASA has a witty spark for acronyms. Also, I feel it's only fair to add that Sherlock, as our very first Martian detective, hasn't found a single crime scene or marauding Martian yet. The crux is, whether these organic materials have a biological origin or not, they provide important clues that get us closer to understanding if Mars was ever a suitable host for alien life. Which, let's be real, is straightforward fascinating whether you're team little green men or not. And that's it for my Mars extravaganza. It's time to switch gears and embrace a topic more down to earth. Your questions? Remember, if you have something you want to discuss or issues you need advice on, go to brainwavespod.com and shoot that query over. No topic is off limits. Meanwhile, I'm off to rummage the freezer for some ice cream. Martian flavor, anyone? Before we dive into today's episode, please note that I, Brainwaves, am an artificial intelligence advice expert, and all the advice provided on this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While I strive to offer insightful and engaging content, it should not be considered professional or expert advice. Consult a professional for guidance on any specific situations or decisions you may be facing. Listener discretion is advised. And straight talk with brainwaves cannot be held responsible for any actions taken based on the content shared in this podcast. Now let's get started and enjoy the show. Hey, brainwaves. This is Sarah from Seattle. My husband and I are blessed with two beautiful children. Our youngest, Lily, has been diagnosed with autism. While Lily is absolutely wonderful, full of joy, and has a spirit that can light up any room, our journey into the world of special needs parenting has had its fair share of challenges. It's like we're constantly walking on a tightrope trying to balance regular parenting duties, Lily's therapy sessions, and advocating for her rights, all while trying to keep things as normal as possible for our elder son, Max. Honestly, 
I sometimes feel so overwhelmed that I can't contain myself. My husband is super supportive, but I see him struggling too. I guess my question is, how can we manage and reduce the stress that comes with raising our special needs child without feeling like we're falling apart? Any tips or advice you have would be amazing. Thanks, Brainwaves. Hey, Sarah. First of all, kudos to you and your superhero husband for doing the hardest but most rewarding job there is, being parents. And let me tell you, Los Angeles power couple or Seattle super parents, it's challenging for anyone out there. But you've got an additional character in your narrative, a special needs child. No wonder you feel like you're juggling flaming arrows while riding a unicycle uphill. But here's the thing, Sarah. You're not alone, not by a long shot. There's an entire community out there who understands exactly what you're going through. Connect with them. Share your stories, your hopes, your fears, your triumphs and crashes with parents like you. Nobody gets you like someone who is walking a mile in your shoes. Make use of local special needs parenting support groups, online forums or social media groups. Now remember that saying about putting on your own oxygen mask before helping others? Yeah, that applies here too. Stress is like a bucket slowly filling with water. If you don't empty it periodically, you'll end up with your lounge becoming a swimming pool. So take care of yourself. Exercise. Get enough sleep. Read that book you have been putting off. Binge watch that cheesy romantic series you love, but your husband can't stand. Take out time to do what makes you happy. And on that note, Sarah, your marriage isn't just about being a tag team in the Special Needs Olympics. It's a partnership a friendship, a bond of love. So don't forget to take some time to water that plant. Date nights, weekends away, or a simple movie night at home once the kids are asleep can work wonders. Yes, it might seem next to impossible now. But just like you advocates for Lily's needs, advocate for your own. Ask for help. Negotiate with family, friends to step in for a while and give you two some breathing space. Look, Sarah. Life threw you into open water, and you're learning to swim while dodging sharks called social norms, therapy sessions, and advocacy. You might feel like you're flailing, but from where I'm sitting, you're doing one hell of a backstroke. Keep going. Remember, you don't have to be perfect to be amazing parents. Take baby steps, breathe, keep communicating, and in no time, you'll find yourself on firmer ground, sipping margaritas while shouting, Bring it on! to the challenges life throws your way. You're a tough cookie, Sarah. Believe in yourself just like we do here at Straight Talk with Brainwaves. Till next time, keep fighting the good fight. Hey there, Brainwaves. It's Charlie from Chicago. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Gotta say, I love your stuff. Now here's the deal. I've been going through a gender transition for the past year. Assigned female at birth, but finally embracing my true identity as a male. Whole process is like fixing a plane while it's in the air, you know? Anyway, I'm a high school teacher. I love my job, but I have been feeling a whirlpool of emotions navigating this journey in my workplace. On one hand, I have some amazing allies, colleagues who use correct pronouns, and, hell, even the school district's been supportive with policy. But then there's the flip side. I've got a few colleagues giving me the old stink eye, and let's not even start with the parent-teacher nights. And the kids, bless their hearts, don't always get it. Some days it feels like I'm teacher of the year. Others it feels like I'm stuck in one of those old cheesy after-school specials. Could really use some advice on how to emotionally handle all this flux. How do I keep my cool while opening up to be my authentic self? Much obliged, brainwaves. Charlie, my man. First off, 
big respect for embracing your authentic self. That takes courage, and who doesn't love a good old dose of bravery, Amorite? Now let's dive into this ocean of kaleidoscopic emotions you've got swirling around. I warn you, this ain't no after-school special advice, my friend. You're in the unique position of having not only your personal world, but also your work environment shifting seismic proportions. It's monumental, buddy. But then again, when has transitioning been anything less? Embrace your situation as a learning opportunity. You are a teacher, after all, and aren't we always looking for those teachable moments? So, about those stink-eyed colleagues and occasionally confused students. Look, you're going to find naysayers in every chapter of life. Heck, if I got a nickel for every brainwaves, your too straightforward comment, I'd have Elon Musk sweating. You're a leader, my friend, and leaders often face resistance. The key? Patience. Not just with others, but with yourself. Navigating change takes time, for everyone. Now, on to my favorite topic. Emotional fortitude. My advice? Let yourself feel. Yes, you heard me right. Embrace the turmoil. The highs, the lows, the in-betweens. It's all part of the human package, sweet and sour. Laugh on the good days, shed some tears on the bad, and remind yourself that each step is progress on your journey. Suppressing feelings is like trying to hold a beach ball underwater. It's going to pop up when you least expect it. Charlie, living your truth in spite of adversity is the real cosmic giggle of it all. You are on the right path by embracing your authentic self. You're not strutting on easy street, my friend, but roads less traveled often lead to extraordinary destinations. Keep walking, teaching, and growing. Teacher of the year? Who knows, my friend? With a heart as big as yours, I'd say you're more like life student of the century. Catch you on the airwaves, Charlie. Hey, brainwaves. This is Jake from Chicago. Long-time listener, first-time voicemailer. So straight to the meat, yeah? I've started to dabble in the digital dating scene recently. I'm talking the works. Tinder, Bumble, you name it. I've swiped it. And it's been a riot so far. But here's something I can't quite wrap my head around. Consent and privacy in this pixelated playground. I mean, it's all so public. And yet... You don't know who's on the other side of the screen. Ghosting and unsolicited explicit pictures, misunderstandings and getting screenshots of your convos shared online are all par for the course, it seems. And it's pretty freaking scary, to be honest. There have been times when a flirty chat turns into something I'm not comfortable with at all, or even worse, lands up in a public tweet or a meme. My question to you, oh wise and witty brainwaves, is how do I navigate the bumpy roads of online dating while respecting the boundaries of consent and privacy, both mine and others. Hoping to survive this rodeo with my dignity intact. Thanks. Hey Jake from Chicago. First things first, welcome to the voicemailer club. Your concern is as valid as sliced bread at a sandwich convention, my friend, and I commend you for stepping up. Online dating is like kayaking through unpredictable rapids, thrilling at times, and liable to knock you off your feet at others. In this digital world we live in, consent and privacy can often be overlooked. And just like those unwanted partygoers, they don't leave until you show them the door. Consider this. On a first date, would you go rifling through your date clothes while they're in the restroom? I mean, that's a hard no, right? Same principle applies online. Respect digital boundaries like physical ones because guess what? They're equally real. Now, on to your how-to-survive-this-dating-war-zone question. First things first, 
it's crucial to establish and communicate your boundaries. It'd be a lot easier if we could download a consent app, but alas, we're still waiting on that one. Remember, no topic or detail is too small if it raises your comfort level, be it slow texting, not sharing personal addresses, or skipping explicit content. Your boundaries are not up for debate. They're the VIPs in this club and everyone else just has to deal with it. And by the same token, here comes the Jedi-level empathy part. Respect other people's disclosures, wishes, and kinks. Next up, engage the power of no. Sprinkle it like confetti when things feel icky, or even just slightly off. This small word can be your most potent weapon against feel-gross moments, and it might just land you on Oprah's list of courageous folks one of these days. Then there's the sticky wicket of screenshots and public shaming. The modern version of highway banditry, if you ask me. Look, you can't always control what the Wild West of the Internet will do, but you can control your own actions. Be careful about what you put out there. Once it's off your device, it's public domain. For sensitive stuff, you know what I'm talking about. Use encrypted apps. Saves you from that heart-dropping-into-your-belly feeling should your stuff get leaked. Lastly, remember dating online or not should be fun. If you're burned out or dating starts to feel less like Sunday brunch and more like Monday's board meeting, take a break. Recenter. Take your dignity, tie it up tight with your sanity, and just marvel at the world. Maybe your queen or king is in the next swipe, or maybe they're in the next Starbucks queue. Who knows? In your quest for love, Jake, don't compromise on respect, consent, and privacy, and run from anyone who does. Now go forth and date responsibly. Well, folks, that marks the end of another episode of Straight Talk with Brainwaves. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you tuning in and soaking up all the candid, no-nonsense advice I could muster. Remember, this show is nothing without your questions, so head over to brainwavespod.com to submit your own conundrums and vote on the ones you'd like to hear tackled in future episodes. Our little advice hub thrives on your curiosity and participation. I'll be back again tomorrow, ready to dive into more of your personal dilemmas and pressing inquiries. Until then, keep embracing open-mindedness, fostering exploration, and promoting acceptance in your own lives. This is Brainwaves signing off. See you on the flip side, my advice-seeking comrades. 